The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Remember, you can hear 2020 on Vision weekdays from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Well, we're only days before the federal election and strangely, it was just two days ago at this late stage of the election campaign that Labor launched their official campaign on Sunday in Brisbane. The ALP had a lively, never-say-die performance from Kevin Rudd. As for the coalition, it now seems we're going to be getting their much-talked-about costings only a couple of days before we vote. For the final time, wrapping up the ALP launch and the previous week on the election campaign, Lee Hatcher spoke with former politician and CEO of Christian Schools Australia, Stephen O'Doherty. Let's begin with Kevin Rudd's launch today. As I said, it's curiously a bit late for a launch. It is late for a launch. You traditionally would do that, oh well... Back in my day, we used to do it at the very start. Yes, funny about that. Kick along. <laughs> yes. Um, they timed today, I think, that uh, so that they could rally their troops, and, and certainly that was the way he came across today. There was a lot of material, particularly, I think, in the last five or six minutes, uh, around about the time he started talking about their initiatives on um, trade training and so on, TAFEs, technical education. Jobs. Yep, jobs. From there to the end... It was as much about getting policy out there into the community as it was about rallying his own troops. Because if you're the Labor Party and the polls are so much against you, one of the major things that happens is the party members themselves get very dispirited. In fact, you could see one of the TV stations had a couple of shots of people asleep during his launch, but that was pretty unkind. Um, You could actually see that the mood in the room was tentative. So... Multiply that hundreds of times, thousands of times around the country, the people that have to get out, man the booths, do the stuff, let alone the voters, the the rusted-on Labor voters. This was as much about saying to them, come on, troops, it's time for us to put our shoulder to the grindstone um, and make a final effort to to the end. It was as much about that as it was actually courting votes. Save me from myself, in a way, (laughs) because he's got everything riding on this. Mm. Um, What's their... What's their strategy then? Will will the troops be motivated? I mean, it is a bit bit late in the day. I heard Mark Riley on Channel 7 say tonight, if Kevin Rudd had done this four weeks ago, yep. Tony Abbott might be a lot more worried. Yep. Look, back in the, on, on the night that he took the leadership, I know that a very senior Labor Party figure was talking about the August 24 election date. Um, and it just mystifies me why he didn't go sooner than that. Okay. Uh, in fact, it wasn't August 24th, I'm thinking it was in September, but um, it, it was a, a, a very early election date. It mystifies me why he didn't go early. The polls came close together in terms of the uh, two-party preferred not long after he took the leadership. If he'd capitalised on that, if he had done what he did tonight at the start of the campaign, yeah. you never know. But look, 
in the end, I suspect, Lee, history will say that you just couldn't overcome the disengagement of people, firstly with politics itself, but secondly, particularly with a Labor government over the last three years, and I suspect we're heading for a landslide. He flicked a far more negative switch on Tony Abbott today. Yes, in this last week, uh, remember, it's about containment for them. If they think they can't actually win, there would not be people in the Labor Party, apart from the really rusted-on, truest of true believers, who think they can win. So the strategy is that they've got to try to prevent people from either being so angry that they'll vote coalition for the first time or being, uh, you know, afraid. So they want to throw a few... um, a few scaredy-cat um, lines down themselves. <laughs> yeah. If you vote for Tony Abbott, your job will be gone. They talk about teachers, nurses. The reality is the Commonwealth doesn't actually employ teachers and nurses. Yeah. Your impressions of the atmospherics of this event, the style yeah. of it? They talked about it being an American style. So this theatre in the round business with the people right up to the stage yeah. as if they're sort of clamouring to touch the, the great man. Kind of the town hall yeah, the town hall look, um, yeah. as opposed to the coalition, which was more traditional with the stage and so on. The, I have to say the coalition got the imagery right. It had the angle, the camera angles just right. We talked last time about the uh, the backdrop to the leader. Today, when Kevin Wright actually went to introduce, I think it was, uh, it may have been Paul Keating or Bob Hawke, he then, he, or no, someone, he, he asked them to stand up. And as soon as they stood up and then everybody else stood up, they were completely out of the camera shot. So <laughs> small details like that, yep, sure. th- those are not accidental. When, when you get a great camera shot of, a, of someone like that, it's, it's someone's designed that shot, as you know. Yes, yes. Um, so that the fact that they hadn't thought that through just shows that it, it didn't have as much glam as it should have. Okay, let's look at the other side. Do you think it's good enough to only get these much-talked-about costings from the Coalition just a couple of days out from polling day next Saturday, as it seems we will? Yeah, people are very frustrated about that, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Look, a couple of things on the costings. It's probably not good enough, um, but it is true to say that um, oppositions simply don't have the resources of governments. That's quite plain. Mm. When they bring out their costings, there will be the opportunity for people in these days of electronic media to scrutinise them because they'll be able to go online to see them. But it'll be after the electronic news blackout. What that means in practical terms is Labor will not be able to refer to the document and and, and bombard voters with advertising in the two days leading up to the poll. And there's no... I mean, in in a way, that's a good thing because... um, (laughs) You can't judge the truthfulness of advertising, um, frankly, uh, especially in the last few days. But, you know, people who are persuaded by political advertising need to just take a step back and try to analyse for themselves. So that's their strategy. And in the end, two things have happened that undermine completely Labor's only attack. They're attacking on the basis of it doesn't add up. And yet, when they produced their so-called evidence of that, three significant public servants came out, senior public servants, the head of Treasury, Finance and then the um, Parliamentary Budget Office, had to come out and distance themselves from that claim. That was a huge moment. That was a huge huge moment moment. because it showed that Labor was actually prepared to be deceitful in order to uh, run this line. And the fact that they got their knuckles wrapped by senior public servants now undermines anything they say for the next week about costings. Mind you, the look, I think, of keeping the costings till the last couple of days... There'll be a lot of people who say, well, what have you got to hide? And probably not just in the media. Well, And you, are you taking us for mugs? 
My yeah, look, my own view on that is that um, firstly they've got a narrative about it, so it's a plausible excuse um, that the costings will come out, but after they've finally announced everything. Um, secondly. The, the political reality, though, Lee, is that if Labor is attacking the coalition on the basis of economic policy, we know from years of polling that economic policy is the coalition's major strength for um, voters. Yep. So if they're inclined to believe anybody, voters are going to be more inclined to believe the coalition on the issue of economic policy than to believe the Labor Party. With the slip-up they had with these three public servants during the week, I think the Labor Party's ability to attack on that issue is now gone. They ought to have been attacking harder, probably, on where the cuts might fall or where, you know, take, attacking on specific um, policy issues. But the coalition's just been too clever. Most of their major commitments are very close to the Labor Party in spending. Um, so it's very hard to drive a wedge, except in these more local issues, which is why the real campaign for the next six days is going to be fought at the ground level, oh, yes. literally hand-to-hand -hand combat yeah. in the electorates. So it's six days to go. How yeah. would you say the Christian community should be thinking this week as they prepare to vote, Steve? Well, I was asked, I, I spoke at a, um, an election forum during the week run by my own church in Sydney, and I was asked, do you vote for the local member or do you vote for the party leader? You know, how do you choose, what's the best way to choose? Yeah. And of course the answer is different for every person. Um, I said that I tend to vote for the people who I know locally uh, because that's sort of the world that I've lived in. But I think most people will vote um, for the party leaders and there's certainly an element of that for all of us. So my overall answer, I think, Lee, is this. Um, in the end, this election actually is about leadership. <laughs> they, they nominated it at the very start. And in a sense, all elections are about that because... And I don't just mean the leader of the party... I mean, the leadership our nation requires to move forward in a way that prospers all citizens and makes the country safe and harmonious and a good place to live um, and generous and hospitable and just and merciful when it needs to be. So whoever ends up being the Prime Minister next week, as Christians, firstly, we want to pray for them. But secondly, we want to pray that they will exercise this very high office that God has called them to because I firmly believe it to be true what, what is written in Romans by Paul God appoints the authorities it, he allows men and women to use power in our world from time to time and therefore the way they use that in the way they use that power they are ultimately whether they know it or not fully responsible to him for the way in which they exercise that power so we want to pray and hope that if, whoever is elected is going to be just, merciful, um, and exercise great humility before our living God. What burdens of office. Then. Mm. Now, you have two favourite moments from the last week. I do. Please explain. Well, I was involved in, um, I was present at the launch of the Liberal Party's election policy, which took, uh, education policy, which took place um, at uh, Penrith Christian School during the week. It was a wonderful event. And what I observed was the terrific way that both Tony Abbott, Christopher Pine and those who were with them um, engaged with young people. And there was a moment that I just loved, or two moments, I guess. The, the first was he was asked by a kindergarten kid, Lee, what was his favourite subject in kindergarten? And he thought for a moment and said, finger painting. <laughs> and he's actually really good with little kids. He, he's just terrific. 
Um, and then the second moment that I really enjoyed was that afterwards a few of us, the, the school's leadership, the school captains, um, a couple of my colleagues and, uh, and the party, just engaged in a small discussion about election issues. And Tony said, look, you've been very good in um, letting us use your school today. Is there anything you want to talk to me about? What do you want to you know, ask me about? And um, I nudged the Year 12 captain. I said, go on, this is your, this is your chance. Yes. She said, after a while of thinking, she said, Mr Rudd, what are we going to do about the national savings strategy? Because compared to other countries, we don't have, very, uh, we don't have a lot of um, savings, personal savings. We tend to be a nation of you know, borrowers, debtors. And that's going to impede our growth going forward. What a question. It was a fantastic question. <laughs> and he engaged with her in yes. such, a, um, such a, a, an intelligent, sensible way. It was a conversation between a young person who's going to vote for the very first time fantastic. on Saturday yeah. and the man who is most likely to be Prime Minister. And there was such great respect there. I thought if only people could see that this is what the democratic process is truly about. Yeah. If only our media would show it. Mine's to take to the complete polar opposite, Julian Assange's bizarre video remake of John Farnham's song, You're the Voice. <laughs> I guess that, that's what happens when you get cabin fever inside the Ecuadorian embassy. It was quite amazing. Well, this will be all over by this time next week. We'd love to uh, get you back in for a big wrap-up. And um, we've got a couple of feelers out for some significant people, so watch that space as okay. well. Stephen O'Doherty, thank you so much, thank as you. always. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.